This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Pink Wednesday. We've got a great show today. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. It's pink because we're talking about all things Barbie. The movie is coming out. It looks campy as heck, and I cannot wait to see it. And so we just decided we would go all the way down that pink runway. We're trying something new today. We're doing three mini segments. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, we have the highs and the lows. Seeing as this is a Barbie episode, how do you feel about our highs and lows being about Barbies? All right. Well, I'll start because I just had to handle this. My lows are that I was really anti-getting Luna a Barbie doll, but of course she wanted a Barbie doll. Were you? Yeah. Somebody asked for Christmas if they could get her one, and I was like, you can get her Meditation Barbie or Real Figure Barbie. Meditation Barbie is the one that actually does guided meditations, right? Right. I think it was my sister. I'm not totally sure. Got her both and she likes the meditation Barbie but real figure Barbie who has a little bit darker skin she's got cool purple gray hair she's dressed in the hipster outfit Luna always makes her the man (laughs) and I'm like she's not a man she's a girl she's like no she's the big one she's the man I'm like you have a Ken well we'll talk about why this is so deeply ingrained in people in this episode but that's my lows is that I tried my hardest now she has all different kinds of Barbies people have bought her hand-me-down Barbies princess Barbies, whatever. And she is body shaming that girl into being a man because she's big. And I am just not okay with that. Also, my lows are that just like my mother before me and her mother before her, I am constantly cleaning the Barbie refrigerator, putting the Barbie clothes back, rearranging the Barbie house, and it is destroyed. And my child has Barbie shoes strewn everywhere. And I try to organize it. I remember my mom would organize that fridge and with one little kick of my leg, all of the food would be out of the fridge. My Barbie refrigerator was always organized by me. In fact, I didn't actually like playing a whole situation with my Barbies. I just like to dress them and arrange their house and do their hair. That is no shock to me. I played Barbie funeral and Barbie soap opera where I kept the Barbies naked and I was just like, you killed her. Let's search for the body. I was like my favorite murder, but Barbie. My highs are that I can't wait to see Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie. I can't either. I think he's going to be so good and her too. I love Ryan Gosling. I love that he doesn't take himself seriously. I love her. Our first little segment is right in my wheelhouse of why I'm so excited because it's Palm Springs adjacent, the whole design concept for this. I am very excited for both of them. I saw TikTok yesterday, some podcast, and the woman said, who's your favorite celebrity plastic surgery makeover? And the woman said, Margot Robbie, and said that apparently Margot Robbie has had a lot of little 
tweaks done that just make her look really good, which is basically the J-Lo and the Blake Lively strategy. You and I are already too late on this strategy. I know you had a nose job. We don't have the money for little tweaks. No. She said she did something called a bleph. A blepharoplasty is a surgical rejuvenating procedure that may be performed on the upper and or lower eyelids, which does make sense because she did always have smaller eyes and her eyes do look bigger now, but God, she is stunning. She is stunning. And she's one heck of an actress too. She's a great actress. She seems like a nice person. She came to the aid of whatchamacallit when she was having her drug problem. Yes. I have heard she lies about her age, so she is much older than she says she is. Good for her. I'm not mad about it. Me neither. And also that preview with just her foot that's already raised sliding into the Barbie shoe. Was that not the most iconic part of Barbie for all of us was that foot? That and how hard it was to get the pants on because her legs were waxy. I hope they discuss that in the movie. I hope she has a hole in her finger for a ring to go. Oh God, remember the hole? I don't think they've done that in years. Yeah. (laughs) So my low is that I'm a boy mom and my son doesn't play with Barbies because honestly, I would love to play some Barbies. I mean, G.I. Joes are just Ken's. He doesn't even play with that. He plays with Roblox all the time. That's why we're having a Dave and Buster's birthday party. Which, can I just tell you, I'm excited about that because I love Dave and Buster's. I even paid for the upgrade where every kid has unlimited gameplay for two hours. That's fun. My high for our Barbie pink episode is a core memory I have as a kid, which is my dad worked a lot when I was little, but he did it so that my mom could stay home with me. So I didn't get to see him very often. His two days off were Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, when I was in school. The thing that I loved doing with him more than anything was playing Pretty Pretty Princess and doing Barbie soap operas. And I had that Barbie playhouse that was made out of cardboard, but had an elevator that you would pull on a string. I think I had that one. I think we all had it. I had one that had a dumb waiter. That's what this one was. And I had the Corvette and a bicycle. I had the Corvette too. I had a camper. I had a folding Barbie house that would fold into a briefcase so you could take it wherever you wanted. For your business Barbie lifestyle. (laughs) That's me. And my grandma got me this huge Barbie house that was three feet tall and had multiple levels. But in this cardboard house, which was the first one I had, my dad would come home from work and he would do these ridiculous Barbie soap operas where like one Barbie would throw the other Barbie off of the house for kissing the other Ken. He would make up these outlandish scenarios that almost always ended with one Barbie being thrown off the house. Love this. My dad was like 21 when it was happening, so it makes sense that this is what he was doing, but it was just such a nice, lovely memory from my childhood. So I think that's my Barbie high. Are you ready for me to date myself? I had a Brooke Shields Barbie. I love that. She came with a brush that you could brush your own hair, too. Of course. Every Barbie came with a brush. No, but she came with a big brush and a little brush, if I remember correctly. So you could brush your own hair. I had the 90210 Barbies. I had Shannon Doherty and Tori Spelling. I thought Donna was the prettiest. Like, what? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So Architectural Digest, you know how they do those home tours of the celebrities? Love them. They did basically a home tour of the set of the Barbie movie about all the different Barbie dream houses. So this is really short and it's just some facts because I was just mind blown. And anyone that's going to see the movie, I just want you to know how much detail was put into this. I want to know. Greta Gerwig, who's really coming up hot, man. After reading this article, I was even more impressed with her. She enlisted production designer Sarah Greenwood and set decorator Katie Spencer. They're a London-based team that's behind Pride and Prejudice and Anna Karenina. The two took inspiration from Palm Springs mid-century modernism, which is my fave. Love it. Including Richard Natura's 1946 Kaufman House and other icons photographed by Slim Aarons. Greenwood says everything about that era was spot on to make Barbie real through this unreal world. So the scale was really strange. They got all these Barbie dream houses because they didn't have them growing up. They adjusted the room's quirky proportions to 23% smaller than human size for the set. The ceiling is actually quite close to the Barbie's head of the dream house. And so they wanted the set to be close to the actor's heads. And it only takes a few paces to cross a room because the scale is weird. And it has the odd effect in the movie of making the actor seem big and the space small overall. The houses have no sides just like an actual dream house would so put your hands in. That's fun. Greta Gerwig says, I wanted to capture what was so ridiculously fun about the dream house, alluding to past incarnations like the 1970s model, which is bohemian, with the Trump Leol Tiffany lamps, and the 2000 Queen Anne Victorian manse, complete with Philip Stark lounge chairs. Why walk down the stairs when you can slide into the pool? Why trudge up the stairs when you can take an elevator that matches your dress? Yep. And her own references for the set ranged from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I love that. To Wayne Tabode's paintings of pies, to Gene Kelly's tiny painter's garret in an American in Paris. That's so fun. I love that. Greenwood said, it's very definitely a house for a single woman, noting that when the first dream house, a cardboard fold-out, was sold in 1962, it was rare for a woman to own her own home. So she is the ultimate feminist icon. They were into authentic artificiality at every opportunity, and everything, everything, everything needed to be pink. Maintaining the kidness was paramount, Greta Gerwig says. She wanted the pinks to be very bright and everything almost a little too much. In other words, she didn't want to forget what made her love Barbie when she was a little girl. Construction, Greenwood notes, caused an international run on the fluorescent shade of Roscoe paint. The world ran out of pink paint during production. When I first heard this movie was being made, I was like, okay, this is not going to be great. But then I heard it was Greta Gerwig and a great cast. I hope it lives up to all of our expectations. I know, me too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Segment two is about the psychological ramifications of Barbie. You know we had to go here. It's the age-old debate. Is Barbie good for girls or bad for girls? And I pulled from two different resources so we could get different flavors here. One was from Psychology Today and one was from Today Online, but from the Singapore version of it. This whole thing's going to scare you, but we'll come full circle at the end, guys. Just stay through the whole episode. <laughs> Body image develops between 6 and 11 years old. Dolls, as well as the media, can influence that process. In a recent 
study, girls who played with extremely thin dolls chose a thinner body ideal than girls who played with realistically proportioned dolls. However, playing with realistic dolls after playing with extremely thin dolls did not counteract the effects. Once they had played with the thin dolls, it didn't matter. Well, that's terrifying. That explains all of us 80s and 90s kids who just can't let go of wanting to be thin. Body image struggles are common among pre-adolescent girls and are linked. And we've also realized this is boys too. Yes. True life, I got calf implants. It made it into another episode. Body image struggles are common among pre-adolescent girls and are linked to long-term outcomes that include eating disorders and depression. The authors of that research argue that 6 to 11 year olds, like we said, are the key time period when it comes comes to the development of girls' body image. And during this time, girls may begin to internalize an ultra-thin, unrealistic body ideal. This is also the age range during which girls often begin to feel the effects of cultural objectification of women's bodies. Those who begin to view their own bodies from this objectified perspective are at a greater risk for developing serious depression in adolescence. I'm going to bring it full circle and say this is why social media is also so scary. And maybe we don't have kids have devices from 6 to 11. I think it's more damaging than Barbie, personally. It transcends just your own body image. And it's not at all. So the take home from this research is that it seems like a good idea to steer children away from ultra thin, ultra adult like dolls and stick with dolls that look like actual children. This may be a difficult undertaking, however, as many young children already show a preference for the ultra thin dolls just naturally. Nonetheless, it's worth remembering that girls' body image starts to form early. Girls pick up on messages from family members, their peers, and the media about what types of bodies our culture finds acceptable or valuable. Even a small step towards changing the content of those messages messages can make a difference. So now we're going to get this Singapore article. The story is kind of around a Mattel party for an anniversary of Barbie in Singapore. Okay. So it says, Barbie is best known for being a fashion icon. But honestly, Barbie is more than that, said Mrs. Chan, pointing out that these dolls span a range of 200 careers. So it's coming from a Mattel-centric place. We have inspired generations of girls to believe that we can be anything from princesses to robotic engineers, astronauts to zoologists. There isn't a plastic ceiling that Barbie hasn't broken. She's very part of the brand. She's deep in this. She's deep. This comes as gender ideals have shifted with the changing times alongside a global rise in feminist movements. According to social scientists, playing with Barbie dolls negatively affects young girls' self-esteem, body image, and even career aspirations, said Dr. Hu Shu, head of sociology at the Singapore University of Social Sciences. And despite Barbie's efforts to align itself with women's empowerment, Dr. Hu pointed out, research has shown the negative influence of playing Barbie dolls on young girls is irrespective of the types of dolls. Despite the seeming diversification in Barbie dolls, the key message embodied in Barbie dolls remains sexualized and gendered. I just don't agree. The third segment rounds it up with a different perspective. Okay. I mean, I do agree-ish. I agree with the body image stuff. It is a sexualized ideal, and that was part of the point. Lots of things have started as one thing and evolved into something far less damaging and harmful. There's a cultural zeitgeist around stuff. Our kids are not going to not see it. Absolutely. I had a kid whose dad was a dentist in my class, and he never could eat any of the candy that people brought for birthdays or whatever. And then he became an adult, and he overate and became obese because his parents never let him eat anything. Right. If your kid is going to be around it, you have to teach them regulation and learning how to interact with that thing in a healthy manner. Yep. I don't homeschool my 
my kid in the woods in another country. Barbie is going to be there. I can't unfairy and unprincess my kid. She's in a school where everyone's wearing a frozen dress. It's how they interact with it, I think, is part of what we have to teach our kids. So I don't think I can keep my kid from Barbie, but I think how I teach her how to interact with that is my job. Which is the case for everything, right? You can use that argument when we talk about cursing in front of our kids. You can't change what your child is going to interact with in the world. That doesn't mean you have to encourage it, but you can't change that it's going to happen. So the best we can do as parents is teach our children appropriateness when it makes the most sense to use things, how to handle the use of these things. I have seen Barbie evolve with the times. The fact that they have a full-figured Barbie, they have a differently abled Barbie in a wheelchair. There are all these evolutions of Barbie. They have the very first Down syndrome Barbie. Yeah, and let's not forget that in the 90s, we got first woman president Barbie. There have been many career aspirations. She is a feminist icon. She owned a house in the 1960s when that wasn't allowed. She had a car. She has all these different things. So there is a lot of positivity. And she didn't have a husband. She did not have a husband. Nope. The filters that we use on Instagram and TikTok are far more damaging for our children than anything else. How we're altering ourselves to look a different way on social media and present only the best facets of our life is so much more damaging. And I think that's why you and I are honest about our experiences, even on social media. We strive to put content out there that's not just, look at how perfect my life is. I find my own self-esteem very damaged by a lot of the filters. I think that the articles are discrediting how we can teach our children to perceive what Barbie is. Different people are going to feel very differently about how to react to this information. I'm not going to push Barbie on my kid. I'm going to be careful with my languaging about Barbie. I'm going to do my best to do my due diligence as a mom to, like I said, get the full-figured Barbie to try to counteract. But I'm not going to fight a fight that's not realistic. That's how I feel. Agreed. So this is a Forbes article. And this is about why Barbie endures, both financially and a part of the cultural zeitgeist. So the question was asked, why in this era of digital games, educational toys, and over-involved parents, does our collective fascination with Barbie linger on? 90% of American girls ages 3 to 10 own at least one Barbie. For decades, Barbie has had the distinction of being a feminist whipping girl, blamed for inspiring little girls to want to grow up to be sex objects with unrealistic physical proportions, and Barbie still marches on undaunted. Barbie is a fascination in part because she discomforts, which she does by shining a light where we don't want to look, specifically on children's sexuality. She didn't become controversial with the rise of feminism's second wave in the 1960s. Rather, she was a source of contention from the very beginning. The woman who created it, her last name's Handler, like Chelsea. When Handler first launched Barbie at the 1959 Toy Fair in New York in a zebra-striped bathing suit and a bridal gown, and I have this Barbie because it was my grandmother's, one wholesale buyer after another walked away. The inspiration behind Handler's invention, she repeatedly said, was her observation that little girls just wanted to be bigger girls. They didn't want pudgy baby dolls foisted on them throughout the 1940s and 50s. They wanted dolls they could pretend to be with grown-up clothes, cars, and yes, breasts. Translated into an actual woman, the original Barbie's proportions would have been 39, 21, 
33. Based off of those measurements, people have said that Barbie would have never been able to stand up straight. And her feet were too tiny. Yeah, her breasts would have been so big, she would have just toppled over. I mean, she did. You had to hold her up. Let's be real. Or get that stand that goes in between her legs. Post her on the dream house, just lean her over like she's had a little too much to drink. When Handler never seemed to have explicitly said was that just as little girls wanted to be big girls, big girls wanted to be sexually desired. New York Times Magazine recently ran an overview of the latest research. Girls who play with Barbie are, among all things, playing at being desired. The original Barbie was, in fact, modeled after a doll that started its life as a sex toy. During a trip to Europe in 1956, Handler discovered Build Lily, a doll based on a saucy German cartoon character who persuaded rich men and wore suggestive clothes. Build Lily was originally sold in tobacco shops, bars, and adult-themed toy stores and given by adults to one another as gag gifts or suggestive keepsakes. So that's what inspired the Barbie doll. In straightforward economic models, this is where it really hits hard, the consumer buys that which she thinks will maximize her utility. But minors muck up this tidy equation. As a society, we limit their rights to vote, drink, drive, join the military, and have sex, indicating that we do not trust them to act in their own best interest. So it is paradoxical that we have, by and large, handed over to them unfettered consumer choice. I understand, this writer says, why some countries like Sweden have chosen to mitigate the effects of the underage consumer power by banning advertising during children's television programming. Sebastian watches Pluto TV, because that's what we have on our Samsung, and watches the Minecraft channel and Always Funny videos, which is just America's Funniest Home Videos on Loop. There's a lot of anti-gun commercials, which I would just prefer that he's not even exposed to anything like that whatsoever because he has to deal with things in school and I don't want to give him that anxiety. And Ozempic commercials. He gets Ozempic commercials when he's watching TV. He's not really the target audience. This is what I don't understand. I even think about as a little kid watching Nickelodeon and all the commercials were either toys or sugary drinks or Lunchables. And that was all we ever wanted. My Christmas list was all commercials I saw on Nickelodeon. When I wanted lunch, I always wanted a Lunchable. That was what was pushed on us. I mean, how fascinating. I love that there was an economic slant to that. I loved learning that it was based on a sex doll. I love learning that no one wanted to buy it. Barbie's another thing that you could write a thesis on and just have so much fun talking about it and researching. I'm sure so many people have. Hashtag swag bag. So I thought for hashtag swag bag, I would name my favorite Barbie that I ever had. And mine was a collectible. Did you take her out of the box? Of course I did. It was a reintroduction of the original 1959 Barbie that had the blonde poofy hair, the hoop earrings, and then that black and white strapless bathing suit. I have the original. Oh God. And it came with a strapless black glitter dress that had a mermaid tail at the bottom of black tulle and long gloves and a microphone. I know that dress. It sells now for $159. That was my favorite Barbie. Barbie Golden Dream Superstar Forever. She is wearing a gold cat suit and a white fur short jacket with a gold clutch and gold heels. Oh, damn. She is living her dynasty best lifestyle. She is a beautiful Barbie. That outfit. And then the Brooke Shields Barbie, which I remember because my friend Annie stole it. She was so mad at me for having it. She stole it and then threw it into the bay. Oh. And I never got it back. Oh. I'm pretty sure one of these Barbies, I can't remember if it was Brooke Shields or this golden one, came with a ring that you could wear so that you could always be connected to your Barbie. Oh, I love that. Do you remember Baywatch Barbie that came with a dolphin? Because I had that. Yes. Oh. 
And remember the Barbie where her hair would grow too? Oh yeah, that was where you had to click the thing in the back. Yes. And then her hair would come out. The Bob Mackie Barbies were always the most fabulous. The Cher one. It was what Marie Osmond hoped her dolls would be. Also, my mom has this makeup Barbie dream store. It looks like a counter at Macy's. I can't believe your mom kept all that stuff. Yeah, she's a low-key neat hoarder. Well, there you have it. That's our hashtag swag bag of Barbie love. We really go now memory lane. All right, guys, have your best pink day. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.